Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Herbert Kane podcast. If this is your first time visiting, welcome. My name is Simon Osimo and you can join me every Thursday where I interview interesting people as I explore their personal stories, transformations and experiences that help educate, inform and inspire. Now this is part two of my conversation with Dr. Samuel Ekendayo, originally from Nigeria, now living in New Zealand. In part one, Dr. Samuel shared his path from Nigeria to Singapore and then his path from Singapore to New Zealand not being an easy journey for him. Aged just 23, he was doing his doctorate. And he was actually kicked out of the university because they said that he was too immature, wasn't good enough, and he was failing the program. So part one, you hear about his transformation there. If you haven't listened to it, strongly encourage you go back and take a listen. Now, in this week's conversation, part two, it gets even more interesting and goes even deeper. When I actually asked Dr. Samuel a very powerful question, when I say that he's originally from Nigeria, a very poor country, and how is it but he can break free from that he can move to a first world country he can find wealth he can find his purpose when so many others can't what is it that you have that others are seeking and i can tell you it's a very very powerful answer that he gives so definitely stick around for that in part two now, I just want to remind you that you can listen to this podcast wherever you consume your content and the video conversation can be found on our youtube channel at simon osimo now, as always, if you get something from this conversation or believe that others will, it'd mean the world to me if you would like and share with your circle of influence. Okay, so let's dive into this week's conversation with Dr. Samuel Ekendayo. Welcome to the Who I Became podcast. Well, I know one of the things that you told me, and I wrote it down here, is that you said, um, you learn that you have a dream, but you don't base that dream on other people. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because if you base your dream on other people, uh, there's a uh, um, there's a likelihood people will fail you. There's a likelihood people will disappoint you. Um, and and sincerely, story of my life. Uh, if if I based my dream on on reliance on other people, I would not be where I am today. Um, and and that is very important because. Many of us have a dream, but we're relying on you know, someone who's going to pay our school fees, someone who's going to sponsor it, someone who's going to uh, believe in you. Like I, I remember doing a video at a point, I said, uh, it's nobody's job to believe in you. It, sincerely, it's not even the job of your parents to believe in you. Uh, it's it's your job to believe in yourself and to believe in the power of your yeah. dream. You know, and if you don't believe, sorry, <laughs> no. because people will always be people. They're human beings. Uh, things can change. They can get sick. They can die. They can change their minds. They can, you know, so living and believing in your own dream comes first, you know, beyond, you know, beyond what any other person, you know, thinks about you or think about your dream or whether they believe in you or they don't believe in you. Yes, you've had, you know, within your life, you've had a few items of significance or transformation you know definitely your father taking that position yeah. and moving to um, Singapore uh, you know you finding your way to um, New Zealand and then you know being 23 entering a PhD program and and failing at that program mm. and then really being given a sort of a second lifeline like you say a sort of intervention from from God that had a plan for you and then you now moved into 
sort of a decision to help other people find their purpose. Um, mm. So maybe tell us a bit about, you know, because you are, you know, by by trade, you are a, a professor, you know, you're, you're a lecturer, but you've drifted more in towards helping people discover their purpose. Um, so how, how did that come about? That came about in 2016. Uh, and it came at a time I was asking myself the question. So I ended up finishing my PhD. I finished it at the age of 26. And I started to ask myself, so that was around 2012-ish there, about uh, early 2012. And then I ended up submitting around that. Um, I remember I was asking myself this question, you know, um, is there all there is to life? I mean, you know, getting a PhD and, you know, there's, there's got to be more. I've just got to stop you there because you're a yeah. person that's saying, I've got a PhD, but it's got to be more to life than this. You know, like, it just makes me smile with, with all your accomplishments. And it just shows, doesn't it, we still have that hunger and desire. To, is, you know, to, everyone that has that question. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't yeah, mean to interrupt, yeah. but you no just worries, saying, no I've, got, I've got a PhD. <laughs> huh, what next? You know, <laughs> you know uh, and, um, and it made me realize that there's a difference in life between ambition and vision. Ambition is very selfish. And vision is selfless. Um, ambition is what many people have. Um, and it, for them, it's about what they're going to get. Uh, but vision is what you're going to give. And I think this is the root of the emptiness in many people's lives. Because their life is surrounded and, and uh, you know, and all around uh, um, ambition rather than vision. It's more about what they're going to get. And, this, the, and the more you get in life, the more you realize you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> the more you realize that there are still so many things that you don't have. And uh, so what you get would never be enough. But what you give is what gives you fulfillment. What you give is what gives your life significance. And, and life is not measured by duration. Life is measured by a donation. You know, it's in what we give. And at that particular point in time, I realized I've been living on the, 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 the ambition for too long. Now is the time to actually get a vision for my life. And I remember listening to a preacher at that particular point in time who preached a message around uh, a scripture that titled, uh, to whom much is given, much is expected. And I'm a man of many talents. I have many talents. I do music. I speak. I write. I coach. I, I act. You know, I do, uh, I do some acting. And I do tons of things. And I remember when I heard that word, it was as though it was speaking straight into my ears. <laughs> you know, I knew it was talking about me. And... It made me go to God. This was 2016, to be precise, when I heard that message. It was like the answer to the prayer I've been praying since 2012, you know, and it made me go to God and I started to pray. I remember going to God. I think I spent about three to seven days fasting, you know, just praying with singleness of heart and focus. One single prayer. God, show me why you have created me. And I prayed that prayer with all sincerity of heart and, and with openness just to hear from God. And one day as I was praying, I heard it quite clearly, quite audibly. And it was help people discover their purpose. I heard it. I didn't, it wasn't like somebody gave me the idea. I heard it in my spirit. Just help people discover their purpose. Simon, if I, before that time, if I talked, if I, if I'd done anything on purpose, they'll be scanty. So it's not like I do now that I do almost everything with, you know, about purpose. They are just probably, if I've mentioned, I've read a book on purpose then, you know, before then I'd read one book on purpose. So I didn't really know much about purpose, but I just heard that word. And guess what, Simon? The moment I heard that word, I just literally 
stop most of the other things that I, I used to do. I had a web development company then, I, I closed it down. Like I literally closed it down. I had a graphic design uh, company as well, I closed it down. I was the secretary of the Nigerian Association here, yeah, I quit. You know, I quit so many, I, I was planning to release a, a music album and writing songs. I quit all of those, literally, and I focused. And I know someone will be watching this or listening to this later on, you know, when this is later online, you know, it, there's power in focus. The reason why many people are not valuable, the reason why many people are not effective and productive is simply because they are trying to do too many things at the same time. I know you may be a multi-potentialite or you may be a polymath. Wherever you are, there's still power when you're starting out to be focused, right? And and, and that was it for me. I, and I started to live my life to help people discover their purpose. I, I literally made a conscious decision that I was going to add value to people consistently and consciously every single day. You know, this was December 2016, 16th of December 2016 to be precise. January 30, 2017 was when I started the video series that I told you about, which is now in the 189th episode. Next week, I will be doing the 190th episode, you know, That's every incredible. single week. <laughs> yeah, really, really powerful. Really and I'm not, yeah. <laughs> not stopping anytime soon. <laughs> You well, it's know. good that you practice what you preach on a consistency yeah. there. <laughs> right? Well, well, now you can't start, you force yourself. But I know one of your, your lines, and I think you, me and you are very closely aligned on the power of purpose. And I know that one that you say is, uh, one of your videos, a similar philosophy for me is, don't seek success, seek mm. to be a person of, a person of value. value. Yeah, and, and value brings you both successes. Maybe sort of talk yeah. about that sort of um, that mindset, because I think that's mm. something that a lot of people will listen to you talk about and, and they'll really understand it, it make them challenge how they look at what success is. Absolutely. We, we, live, in a, we live in a world uh, or in a generation where success has been ill-defined and consistently and constantly being ill-defined. Uh, success has been, you know, um, uh, put against uh, material wealth and, and, you know, and, and luxury and all of that. And, and why not, you know, nothing's wrong with having those things. But um, if that's our mindset, if that's our major goal, then we've, the Bible says that we are of all men most miserable. <laughs> if that's all we are living for, literally, that's how the Bible puts it. If, if all we are living for is all the mundane things of life, we are of all men most miserable. Because literally, life does not consist in the abundance of the things that we have. Like I said earlier on, it consists in the abundance of things that we give. But the good thing about life is that every human being was created with a gift. In fact, literally everything God created, he created with a gift. This means that if you have been given a gift, there is something you've been given to give as a result as well. All right. So every one of us, there is something God has put inside of us to give. Like if you look at the trees, the trees give off oxygen. You know, we give off carbon dioxide. Right. Every single thing created gives something. The same thing, we must not live our life just trying to get and get and get and hoard and hoard. No, we must live our lives given because the, 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 the real beauty and the real value of our lives is in the giving. If we die today, nobody's going to remember, you know, um, yeah, and if they do, they probably remember just for a one week or two weeks. Oh, how many cars you have, how many mansions you have. What people will remember the most is the impact that you have made on them or in their lives. And that's why I love the words of John Maxwell. He would often say that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. 
right? And that's why every single day we must live our life trying to become a person of value. And what does that actually really mean? That means that we must find that gift on our inside and begin to use that gift to impact our world. Literally one person at a time, adding value to one person. In fact, 2016, when I made that decision to help people discover their purpose, and I got that, 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 and I said to myself, every single day, I'm going to add value to somebody in the area of purpose so that they can maximize their potential, Simon. Excuse me. Literally, that just changed my life. In fact, my effectiveness shot up. My, my, my productivity shot up. I also realized that my influence grew as well. Because if you are intentional about adding value to people's life, especially when you, when you are intentional about taking one person at a time and you're adding value to their lives, you will become a person of influence. And guess what, Simon? I've realized that money, prosperity, follows influence and value. You know, many people think, oh, it's just work hard and work hard and pray hard and then you make money. No, money follows value. In fact, money is exchanged on the platform of value. Everything we, every, every time you've had to spend money is simply because you are giving it in exchange for something. All right. So if, mm. if you're not giving something, then no one is giving something back to you. The, the worst that would happen is they may give something back to you, but it will never be what you're worth. But until you start to actually give value based on what you are given, your, your natural gifts, I call it the dimension of God on your inside. There is something supernatural in, in every man. There is one, it may just be one thing that is supernatural. There's something that, you know, for, for whoever is watching this, you know, yours could be music, yours could be uh, uh, painting, yours could be writing, yours could be speaking like I do, you know. Find that thing and decide that you're going to add value to lives every single day with it. If you do that, I promise you, I always give this formula to my, formula to my coaching client and I'll give it to you. I'll give it to your audience for free yeah, as well. Free, but here you go, yeah, free. <laughs> if you spend one hour per day, one hour per day, giving value or developing yourself in an area of gifting, not just in any area now, in an area of gifting, something you're gifted at doing, something you feel supremely qualified to do. My own is speaking, coaching, and writing. Okay, If you spend one hour of day learning it, growing in it, and giving value of it, it's, it's been said, I heard it from L19 Gill first, and I've since heard it from Jim Rohn, I've since heard it from John Maxwell, and so on and so forth. They said, if you spend one hour a day, in one year, you'll become an expert in that thing. In three years, you will become a national phenomenon, irrespective of whatever country of the world you're in, all right? Somebody may be listening to this and go, oh, but I live in Afghanistan. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whether you live in Iraq or, like, or Libya, it does not matter, all right? It's a principle and it works, all right? And in five to seven years, you become a global phenomenon. Simon, I heard that statement in 2017, January. I have been practicing it. This is 2020. And we're, this is this is September 2020. That is about almost three and a half years, right, of consistently practicing my one hour. Sometimes I give now I give more than one hour. I got to a time one hour was no longer enough. You know, I read books, I read my Bible. I'm always I'm constantly reading something. I'm writing. I'm I'm making videos. I'm doing something every single day. You know, if you follow me on social media, every single day I'm writing. Every single day I'm posting. Every single day, and I've since realized that. In New Zealand, everyone knows the purpose preacher. Well, at least some, some people gradually. And we're getting there. And guess what? I'm just in the third year, right? Give it another five to seven years. I'm not, it's not even up to five to seven years. I'm already traveling the world preaching this message of purpose. 
So I don't know who is yeah. watching us right now. If you can spend one hour developing yourself in that area of gifting, practicing, reading books, learning, growing, staying accountable, finding a mentor, listening to programs, audio tapes, and all of that, in that area that you're gifted in, that you're passionate in, it's only a matter of time. The world will be your platform. The world will be your stage. Sammy, you know, I just love hearing you speak because the, the enthusiasm and the energy that you bring is just, it's to another level. It really is. It's great, it's great to see. And I guess one of the things that I would sort of say is, well, there's only two questions I have for you is to yeah. um, you know, sort of start to wrap up is, what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself on your own mm -hmm. personal, own personal journey? The biggest thing I've learned about myself is my purpose and my identity. I've learned, I'm not sure whether I shared this with you the last time, that just that very small thing that I mentioned now, but I couldn't go deeper because I am conscious of our time. And of course, this is not a religious audience, so I won't go too deep. But I, everywhere I go, I normally share it. I got it from the scriptures and God showed it to me proprietarily. I wasn't, I didn't hear from anybody else. It was literally downloaded to me straight from God. And God told me that every human being, including myself, we have a part of himself that we all carry. I call it the dimension of God. And I've put it in a book uh, to, due to be published very soon. You know, every human being has got a dimension of God inside of them. In other words, there is something we all do at least one thing that we all do at the level of God. If there is any greater knowledge or any big knowledge that I've heard about myself, it's that thing. It's the source of my confidence. It's the source of my self-esteem. It's the source of, it's, this, it's, it's literally the foundation of my confidence. You know, that's why I speak the way I speak. That's why I talk with so much passion because I know what that's I'm great. saying is true. <laughs> I know what I'm saying is true. This is a gift that is the dimension of God on my inside. And that's why I do it in a supernatural way. And I was just speaking at a conference this morning. And by the time I was done, about three people had said, no, <laughs> I want to, you know, I, I, this has changed my life. You know, I had people to, I had people raise their hands up and I was like, yes, this is, this is what I'm called to do. You know? And so if there's the biggest thing I've learned about myself, it's the fact that I've been able to identify that supernatural dimension of God in my life and I run with it every single day. Yeah, and I guess my, my second question follow up, and, and I think I know the answer, and I think most of the listeners are going to sort of uh, be able to predict what, you, what you're going to say. But, but I guess when you take your upbringing from, you know, uh, like I said, you didn't portray it as deeply as you sort of did offline to me, but, you know, your, your family was very poor in Nigeria. You know, yeah. um, you, were, you were farming to, to eat, to survive. This wasn't just to make food was just to, to survive. Yeah. And to you going to Singapore, to New Zealand, you know, to where you are now, your PhD and life coaching. Um, do you ever wonder uh, why could you do it? And so many other people similar um, uh, in your position can't do it. What, what is it about you that allows you and your family to do those things when there's perhaps other mm. people similar in nature that can't? Wow. Uh, <laughs> very, very powerful question. Uh, every time I get a question like this, I always want to go deep. You're going to write it down. You're going to put that in a book, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'll try not to go. I'll, I'll try not to go too deep. But there are three major assets in life, Simon. Three major assets: knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. In fact, the Bible said something about understanding. He said, "If it costs you all you have, get understanding." 
In other words, knowledge is information. Understanding is comprehension. Wisdom is application. One of the things that I think has really helped my family was my dad being someone who, who had the knowledge, understood life, and applied the knowledge that he had. And of course, he passed that on to someone like me. Yeah. The same thing. Many people struggling with life right now, and someone may be watching us. This is this those three assets is usually uh, you know are usually what is missing in people's lives. They either lack the knowledge to move ahead, lack the knowledge of who they are, lack the knowledge of their purpose, lack the knowledge of their worth and value. All right, this is why many people place their self worth on things that can be taken away from them, but. I've come to realize by simply understanding life is the key to life. In fact, let me say it the other way. The key to life is understanding life. And life is almost as simple as understanding who you are and why you were born and what you were born to do. <laughs> who you are, why you were born, and what you're born to do. If you apply your knowledge, the understanding, in other words, you understand those three things, and then you now apply what you understand, <laughs> you know, about those three things to your life. My goodness, you're going to live an extraordinary life. That's just a very simple way to put it. You can, I can go deeper with that, but we're gonna, we're not gonna leave here if I go, if I go too deep. But those are the three key. So three in three, so to speak. Three in three. You know, uh, the, the knowledge, uh, we uh, uh, understanding and wisdom, and who you are why you're born and what you're born to do. Those, those three in three, they are the key to life. Well, that is the most eloquent answer that I've had to that question. And I knew you were going to say that. So I can't <laughs> that. <laughs> Thank you. And, and that, maybe that's on another, another podcast. But, you know, I just want to say that it is, you know, from seeing you deliver your message on, on LinkedIn, like I said, that went viral. It had over half a million views. I'm not too sure what it is now. Yeah. Um, just yeah. getting to know you, listening to your heart, listening to your passion. Um, I think you're really in the right spot, which is to, to life coach and support other people trying to find their, their purpose. So, you know, I'm grateful that you're doing the work work that you, you are so. and um, i know you've got a couple of books coming out you know when i publish for the podcast i put all your details in the show notes because you've got awesome. a nigerian nigerian last name like me they're not that easy <laughs> to remember or to spell so it's, I, I, it's easier I, to click on it then <laughs> yeah i can say dr samuel ekendayo but people can just about say it never mind spell the words so you know so yeah, i'll put yeah. you in the show notes like me but yeah, but please, it, as I always say to my guests, it has been an honor and a privilege to, to talk to you oh, and get to know you. you better. And thank you thank for sharing you. some of your some of your wisdom. So Samuel Akindai, thank you for joining me on Who I Became. Thank you, Simon. It's a joy, a privilege and a pleasure. I thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for the Who I Became podcast. If you are enjoying the discussions between Simon and his guests, make sure to subscribe, rate and review, as well as share with your friends on social media. Once again, thank you for joining the Who I Became podcast.